When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's that time. Hey, Mitch. Mitchie. Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie. We're looking for you, pal. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic, talking big red. Unleash the fury, Mitch. Unleash the fury! On Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbert. We welcome in Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Mitch, what's the good word? How are we doing today? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the spring-like weather. Amen. Are, are you coming to us live from the Sherman deck, or are you uh, indoors? I'm not on the roof, I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Your lights are down. <laughs> yeah, lights are down. Uh, no, I'm, I'm indoors. I'm indoors, but, I, but I, the, the, doors, the windows are open, the screen door is open. I'm enjoying the nice air. Thought about turning the air conditioner on, but that just seems wrong, and in February. So with this warm weather, does it make it more difficult for you to unleash the fury? Um, are we, uh, are we, are, are we talking about like a, it sounds like a, like a snake reference from what, are, what, uh, what are we unleashing here? Elijah? The fury, obviously. I don't, did, did he hear the open is a question. He probably didn't hear the open. Should we play it again? No, <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he heard the open. <laughs> well, every time you come on, we, we play an open that we may or may not pipe to you. <laughs> Apparently we don't. And it's, it's Tom Green from, from the movie yeah. Road Trip. Unleash the fury. Un- yeah, isn't it a snake? Yes. Yeah, Want to eat the mouse? Yeah, Mitch the snake, right? And, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have that That's drop. That's a great movie. I know, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so we have that drop uh, where we have Tom Green screaming, Mitch, unleash the fury. Oh, I don't hear it. I don't hear it, guys. I gotta, I'll, I, I'm uh, going to work on the technical side of things because I thought you could hear that. <laughs> either, either I don't or I'm just completely not paying attention, which is also... And this is also up for up as a possibility. That's an option. Uh, Mitch is like, what are we unleashing? What are we unleashing, Elijah? I don't think I'm unleashing the fury here in the 70 degree weather. No, it needs to get a little warmer. Oh, what are we unleashing, Elijah? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, then let it be known. Schmitty's the one who put uh, that drop in. I've never seen that movie before. No, that's a, you, you got to see it. There's a list of movies you need to see, and there's apparently a list of movies I need to see because I'm old and. You, uh, you, you haven't seen, uh, what's the goofy book that you like the movie of? Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah. Goofy book? <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were talking about Harry Potter. My, my yeah, right, yeah. That can fall under Goofy. Lord of the Rings does not fall under Goofy. Okay. <laughs> One of the best book and movie series of yeah, all time sure, does sure. not fall under Goofy. It's all right. Back to football. Mitchell, hang up. Okay, um, playoff. What do you think of this? the, the seven plus five? Inevitable. Uh, wasn't going to be. It wasn't going to be the Power Five anymore. I mean, the pack, the pack, whatever is not getting an automatic berth. I think we knew that um, several months ago, many months ago. So this is this is fine. Uh, you could have just had, you could have had four plus eight, but there was always going to be a Group of Five element in this in this play in this twelve team playoff. That was one of the 
one of the selling points of, of getting it through. So this allows, this allows for that. I mean, if you had it just the power four and then eight at larges, you know, inevitably it's some year, there would be no group of five representation. This, this requires you to have a conference champion that doesn't come from a major league. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's good. I think there should be a, uh, there should be a Boise or, um, you know, uh, uh, Marshall or something like that. I, mean, I was going to say UCF, but they're now in the big 12. So, you know, you know where I'm going. There should be, there should be a, a team in the playoff that began the year outside the top 25, not part of a ma- major conference. Fair enough. And, you know, Notre Dame is what I was kind of interested in. And since they technically aren't part of a conference, yet they moonlight with the ACC, they could have an incredible season, Mitch, but there's not any special Notre Dame treatment. I mean, where they come in ranked is nice, but they're not going to be ranked in front of a, of a conference champion. No, and, and uh, I haven't parsed through all the details of how the buys and everything work, but it would be especially difficult for, or perhaps impossible I don't, I know, for Notre Dame, maybe not impossible. I mean, if Notre Dame's 12-0, and 0, can it get a buy, or do the buys go only to the to the conference champs? We're still we're still ten months away from this thing happening, so I, I'm, I'll excuse myself for not knowing all of the finer details. But you never you knew from from the start of this that an expanded playoff wasn't going to be crafted to to work for Notre Dame. Um, they can still be a part of it, but yeah, it's going to be more difficult to to uh, to win the thing if you're Notre Dame because you're not in a in a major conference, and that's that's the the trade-off that they have fully chosen to embrace. Mm-hmm. Would be funny though if the 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 playoff committee put in a clause for the twelve-team playoff that the best Catholic school in the country got in just for Notre Dame. Well, you know, I mean, Miami'd have something to say about it. They're a Catholic university. I thought they were a convict university. No, no, that's the t-shirts. <laughs> that's the t-shirts. So uh, let's get into scheduling philosophy, and, and Matt Rules touched on this, and. I want to get your take, uh, Mitch, on, on the schedule. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited that, you know, the buffs have been on the schedule. I like covering those, those old Big 8, Big 12 matchups. I like OU being on the schedule in Tennessee and Arizona and Okie State. But they may not be long for this world. Do you think you'll have a consensus here by the SEC and the Big 10 to maybe do away with some of those marquee non-conference games just because – both leagues have expanded so much with some pretty big-time teams. I don't know that you're going to be able to get everyone on board with that. And I understand Nebraska's position and, and you know, read Matt Rule's comments and, and Tom Chattel's, um conversation with him. Um, Nebraska, with seven consecutive losing seasons and, and you know, not getting a sniff of the four-team college football playoff throughout its, its history, now you're expanding the playoff. And, and, of course, you want to be a part of that if you're Nebraska and you look for ways – through scheduling, um, through whatever methods you can. I mean, you look for ways through recruiting, through um, you know, spending your resources, through facilities, through NIL. Um, all of these things, you know, are geared to get you in the playoffs. It's the it's the marquee event. It's the you know, it's it's like being in the NFL playoffs. If you're not there, you know, you're on the outside looking in, or the NBA playoffs. That's that's the it's the that's the premier um, time for for your sport to be on on the stage. So. The best way for Nebraska to to make a run at that thing 
is to insure itself or come close to insuring itself three wins in the non-conference season. That may not always be the case. Um, you know, it's, it's it may not be the case if you're uh, Michigan today. So I don't. I you know I, I think right now with with where Matt rules at and his view of this of this football program, it makes sense sense for him to say that. Um, there are games out there, and we'll see if all of the games that are on those future schedules end up being played. But I, I don't. I don't. I'm not in favor of canceling um, games that are scheduled now. If if the schedules in the future that have yet to be built out, if they look a little less formidable in the in the non-con, um, yeah, I'm going to have some. I'm going to have some sadness because I love those games, um, and I would like to see Nebraska play. For sure, some of its old Big Eight and Big Twelve rivals in September, or whenever you end up putting non-conference games, I have a hard time believing those are going to entirely go away. But maybe they will, and if so, and it gives Nebraska a better chance to qualify for the playoff in December, then that's that's what's best for the program. Well, Mitch, the way I kind of see it, with the Big Ten and the SEC moving towards a place where they're ruling college football. It just doesn't make sense for Big Ten schools to schedule that that Power Five non-conference opponent because the SEC only plays an eight-game conference slate. So you're kind of putting yourself behind the eight ball by playing a nine-game conference slate and playing the the premier non or a premier non-conference opponent. And my question to you here is: Do you think the SEC is going to follow suit with the Big Ten in order to kind of make that even? Whenever you look at the new Big Ten SEC alliance and the increased yeah. influence of the TV powers over college football, it just doesn't feel like the SEC is going to be able to hold that eight-game scheduling model for much longer. I agree. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be long for this world of college football. And you know, now that Nick Saban is 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 out of out of the league, um, and I don't. You know, I'm not saying that Saban was the one driving the eight-game conference schedule. Um, in fact, you know, Alabama played some of the better non-conference marquee games, intersectional games, neutral site games uh, among all of the SEC teams. But part of that is just because they're Alabama. And anytime they're in a game, it's a it's a highly visible game. But but the, the, they should be commended for you know having played Florida State and Texas and and others in in recent years. So um, I, yeah, I think it's 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 going to happen. Um, there will be there there will be. Um, Congruity. Uh, you're going to see similar similar setups to the schedules uh, between those the, the teams in those two leagues. Between those two leagues, and it, it it it's hard to do. It's impossible to do if if the SEC's playing eight games and the Big Ten's playing nine in conference. Um, so whenever the, the the next opportunity is to get them on the same page with the way they schedule, I think it'll happen. Do you stop at nine, or I mean, with the the giant conferences, do you expand conference slates? Maybe even expand a college football season. Well, you could. I mean, you could go ten and two. Um, you know, that really starts to. That's one way that the Big Ten and the SEC can assert their power even more, um, because you eliminate opportunities for teams, not just in the in the the, the what we call the group of five conferences right now. But also for teams in the Big 12 and the ACC, um, and if and if more follow suit with the philosophy that Matt Rule is is favoring, that eliminates opportunities for the Big 12 and the ACC to make their mark. So you just kind of if, if the, the the Big Ten and the SEC have the ability to just squeeze out the competitiveness from the rest of college football without even really enforcing new rules, but just by the way that they schedule both 
in creating a conference season and in, in their approach to, to the non-conference. Mitch, about 45 seconds. Reaction to Bill Belichick to coming to Lincoln. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think, I think uh, every high school coach in the state of Nebraska, small college coach, you know, major college coaches from, from various parts of the country and region are going to kind of are going to want to come hear what he says. I mean, I think the Bill Belichick that Nebraska will get at its coach coaches convention is not the guy that you've seen at practice at, at press conferences who says, you know, we're on to the Falcons. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's going to be you'll see the, his personality. It, it'll come out, and and that's probably not something that um, we, we may not get in there. I don't know. They're probably, that last year, I, I, I believe they they kept the cameras and and the media out of that thing, and I'd expect it'll be similar with Belichick. So um, we'll need some, some ears and eyes on the inside with those, those high school coaches. And good luck to all high school football players this fall whose coaches will be employing the Patriot way during training camp. Have fun with that. Good luck. <laughs> get, get the old coach uh, polo ready. Mitch, show up with that coach on your shirt. There you go. There you, you go. Can I can, I'll sneak one out of, out, of Gretna, out of Gretna East. Love it. Mitch, we'll talk to, to you soon here, and uh, thanks for jumping on. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, there he is, Mitch Sherman with The Athletic. We'll check in with Mark Waller. He's on the way with Hale Varsity.